Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Oh God, our hearts truly sing this morning. How great is our God. We praise you in this place. Oh Lord, have your perfect way this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you to the band. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, welcome to Little Falls No Compromise Christian Center. And it's wonderful to be in the house of God. It is, you know, it's a time where more said it last week with Pastor Harold that we are preparing ourselves to go deeper into God. You know, we are through COVID and we are moving on ahead. Amen. And that is why I thought this morning that my message should be about perfection, you know, perfection, that all of us should move to that specific area God wants us to go to. And this is for everyone. This is not just for pastors and leaders. This is what God has in His planning for you personally. And when you set your mind to perfection, then you go through processes where God gets actively involved in your faith life. Amen. Amen. It's good to see the church. Thank you, Pastor, for the, giving us the opportunity to minister God's Word. Amen. What a great privilege. You know, this is, we, we take it not lightly. This is quite serious. <laughs> but praise God. I want you to go to Philippians 3 from verse 7. Everybody, please pick up your Bibles let us put the word first. Philippians 3 from verse 7. And it says the following to us. But what things were gained to me, this is now the apostle Paul, who's got a word for the church in Philippians. Now, if you know the story where Paul was on his way to a certain area, and then he got diverted, and then he got diverted, and then God spoke to him things he did not know up to the point where he met a lady, and the lady's name was Lydia. And when, you know that Lydia, actually that name, it's the first person in the Western world that got saved. Do you know that? As Paul moved from Asia, now over to the Western world, he met a lady. And this is the place where Paul started the ministry to the West. And we are seated here because of that specific ministry. But now Paul explains to the church the things that he went through. And he said here, but what things, things, let that thing stuck in your mind. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Things, everywhere you see Paul talking, he mentions things, and the Lord Jesus mentions things. But he said, these things, I have counted them as rubbish so that I might gain the knowledge of Christ. 
for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, which he had. Paul was a perfect Jew. He did everything perfectly. Do you know that in the Old Testament, the law was there to keep people in check. The law became a witness to the deeds you did wrong, nothing you did right. Yet in the New Testament, now with Christ that came, now Christ fulfilled the law, and Christ makes us witnesses to the fact that He overcame everything. So we are witnesses to the overcoming power and the resurrection power of Christ. Not to tell people, keep the law. You know, because when the law is in your heart, automatically you want to keep it. It's the most natural thing after you are born again to keep the law. Because you want to keep the law. Because as Pastor Harold just now mentioned, it's a relationship. And in that relationship, I don't, it's not that I don't want to do the law. I don't, I want to please my master. That's the focus. Because I can perfectly keep the law and not be pleasing to God. Many people are keeping the law, but yet there are things that grabs your life. Things that makes us Pharisees. Things that testify against us. And these things we need to address in our spiritual lives if we want to move on to perfection. Today I want to prove to you that every single person here can go on to perfection. Amen. So now, let's go on. It says here, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. You see, if we want to get to Pentecost, the focus of a person's life should be how much knowledge have I gained in the will of God so that I may know Him? But you know, for so, so many people, so many people, it's one step forward, two steps back. Dude, must I show you what it looks like? Let's say, you know, I'm now a Latin dancer. One step forward, two steps back. All right. But look at this now. One step forward, two steps back. I'm going backwards all the time because I have dancing shoes on. I should have the soldier's shoes on. Okay, let me show you. One, one step forward, another step forward. That's where I want to take you. Amen. Praise God. Bless the Lord in this place. So no more Latin dancing, pressing into the presence of God. And please, nobody can, could taught me dancing. <laughs> Praise, let, let me go on. Paul says here, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. When there's a death, to things, there's an elevation in the spirit to new things. 
When you move one step forward, then you fight your next step forward and you don't stop. It's a step by step by step. And if you go backward, then it's step by step. I thought, you know, it would take me about when I got saved six months and I would be flying. In six months, I actually was worse off because I realized the sin didn't leave me. Nothing left me. <laughs> Came with his baggage into the kingdom of God and then the fight, the terrible fight against sin started in my life. The problem is that it's not the struggling with sin. Every person here struggles with sin. It's the habitual sin. God knows that we will struggle with sin. But there comes a time in a person's life that you definitely and surely go forward. And then you never go backward. But God wants us to deal now, today, there's coming a Pentecost to this church. There's coming a revival to this church. A revival is for the saved. Evangelism is for the lost. We've been, we've been speaking evangelism to the church. Why are you not coming to church? Why are you not here? Why, why are you not praying? Why, why, why? Then you need a revival. I always ask God to revive me after a holiday. <laughs> Some people go on holiday, it's a mess. I've seen, oh my word, I've seen some people, when they go on a holiday, it's as if they go back into the world and nobody sees them. Yet, let's go on. Then, in verse 12, it says, not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of what Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. When he's laid hold of you and he has, what you allow, what area in your life are you struggling? That specific area is the area that you should overcome today. You put that full focus upon that area of your life. And you put all of your energy, you fast, you pray, you don't let hold of the things, but you lay hold of Christ, the better you lay hold of him. You know how wonderful it is to experience peace at home in your marriage. To have peace because you know you are trusting God with your finances. You know. The storms are raging, but you know, because you know, because you've been doing this for one year, two years, three years, four years, and then it's not about the time anymore. It's about this year, I'll end better than I did last year. But we have to press on. So, you know, all of us, we have certain life statements. What is your life statement? What's the thing you are known for? If that thing is not in Christ, then you are known for the wrong things. What are you known for? What is your life statement? If, if any person were to sum up your life 
and say, this is George Brandon, what would that statement be? I want to read to you some statements some of the great men of God did. D.L. Moody said, before we pray that God would fill us, I believe we ought to pray that he should empty us. There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, but there are few who are willing to do little things. See, we despise little things in the kingdom of God. We despise the fact that I've got this little cell I have to attend to. Don't you think the enemy is coming, not coming against you? When you sit there one week with one person, six months with two persons, and then the one leaves again, do you think there's not a fight going on so that you might not be successful? If you know in the spirit there's resistance, why is this thing not growing? Many people think, then stop it. You cannot, you have to press in. There's a perfection that God wants in all areas of your life. And the areas that does not bear fruit, press in. Do not give up. We give up too easily. We don't put on a fight. The enemy need, need to be put in his place by drawing closer to Jesus. Because in us, we have nothing. Listen to this. So few grow because so few study. And this is all the Moody. I, this man is a great man of God. So if we only lead one soul to Christ, we may set a stream in motion that will flow on when we are dead and gone. If you could only lead one person to Christ, and that person, you don't know what you do when you evangelize, when you talk to a person, when you testify, when your life shows that you know Jesus. Charles Spurgeon said, said the following, nobody ever outgrows scripture. The book widens and deepens with our hears. The, the, the deeper you go, the older you get, the more you realize we have to be so dependent upon, upon God now in our lives. We need to absolutely focus on his will. And then my last one here, Billy Graham said, we are the Bibles the world is reading. We are the creeds the world is needing. We are the sermons the world is hearing. You, you, and me, just you, little teenager, just you in your school, at the university, in your workplace, just you with the gospel. You seek perfection in your life by seeking Jesus. And then you hold on to him, and then you do his perfect will. And the fruit comes. But you know, real Christians, I have seen this. People who really live out their faith has got the real battles. Those are the ones that grow in the spirit, that go on. And know, you know Pastor Harold, when you've said through the years, Pastor Harold would come to us and speak to us and just say, if you only know. Pastor Adel gives us opportunity to pray, prepare. So you spend hours and days in the word and then you come to know things. You come to realize that when you talk to people, if I could only share what I know, 
But that must be in every person's life. The deeper you go, the more you know. And that's danger to the enemy's camp. Amen. Hebrews 6. Quickly go with me to Hebrews 6. Now I'm actually getting to my scripture. Can you believe this? Hebrews 6. It says, therefore, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance and from dead works and faith toward God of the doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. How many of us, we, after our salvation, we've set the foundation the foundation is right. Christ is the foundation. I believe in Jesus. I believe in him. That's it. But then people start polishing their foundations instead of building on the foundation. It's kind of like, you know, I've, phew, you know, I've got to keep this nice here. And this, no, God wants to build on your foundation. Don't polish your foundation. Don't put a shine to it. Foundation is underneath. God wants to build where people can see what he has done in your life. But let the foundation be right. You know, mix a lot of cement in there. The right cement. The right strength. Amen. Some iron. Some stuff. Cannot put wood into a foundation. It's not going to work. It needs something that is stronger than the thing that it contains. And that is the Word of God. When the Word of God is the iron we set in our foundation, then you can build anything on the, upon it. And then you have to build then you have to build what God wants built. Because many people, God has laid out the perfect foundation for a certain structure. And then they build a round thing on top of it. What's, what's the use of that? You've got to build what God wants through your life. You've got to know what God wants through you. Amen. And then it goes on to say the following. Um, do you know that we shouldn't be, some people, in my life, there has been a short time where, you know, when you get the milk of the word. And the milk of the word is quickly digested, and it's so nice because it's sweet, and it's nice, you know. But can you imagine a 20-year-old still wants mother's milk? <laughs> That's a bad picture. <laughs> some people still want milk where they should have been teaching the stakes of God's word. And that's for all of us, every single one of us. Are you still on milk? You know, lactose-free, sweetened, beautiful stuff. But it's for babies, not for people and persons that have been saved more than a year, at least a year. Give it a year. Off milk, never to return. You throw it in your coffee. <laughs> Amen. So it says here, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection and not laying again the foundation of repentance. The foundation of repentance, that's where it starts. You know, when early days, when you've committed your life to the Lord and that one sin you are bad at, <laughs> that one thing that it creeps up all the time. Do you know there's certain things, can I confess what I did? No, I will not. That's... 
But there's certain things I did. Like I had anger issues. Really, I did. And I thought I was a man. Mm. And then the Lord, my goodness, he gave me a wife. (laughs) Now that sorted me out. But there came a day where I totally lost my temper. Never to find it again. Then the Lord must allow me to lose my temper. Do you think the Lord Jesus, when he walked onto the Temple Mount, he could have walked on the Temple Mount at the age of 12 and rebuked all of them. The Lord Jesus was waiting for the Father's instruction. And the Father, because he knew it was in his heart, <laughs> but it's a holy fasfat. It's, it's, it's not a flesh. And then on that day, Father God said, my son, speak. And then we need to listen. There are such times in our lives we need to listen. How do you know you're in the right church? When a church speaks about sin, and it's all about sin. Two things brought Jesus to this earth. The one is love, and the one is sin. And if we don't deal with sin, sin will deal eternally with you. Amen. It's time, church, all of us, we should up our game. You know, we should take the dancing steps away now. Hebrews 2.1 in my finish here. Hebrews 2.1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received the just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Most of us, we don't reject salvation, but the danger is when you neglect your salvation. The danger is where I'm not praying today, but tomorrow I'll pray. I'm not doing this, but tomorrow I'm tired now. These things quickly build up in a person's life, and then backsliding happens like this. That's why. Lest we drift away. Five warnings to the church. Do not drift, do not drift, do not drift. To the people listening over the internet, I've said to some people through COVID, some people said, I've I've got to be careful of it because I have a condition and we are totally sensitive. We are not knocking any person that's listening to the internet at home. It's not about that. But it's about in my relationship with God, what does he allow me to do? Does he allow me to be out there? Or is his perfect will for me to be in here? In a cell group? In a prayer meeting? If none of these things are prevalent in a person's life, immediately check. Please, do not pacify your convictions. Some people say they've they've put a certain set of rules in place, and that set of rules does not condemn them. It gives them their conviction. What if your convictions should be condemnations? We should be very careful on the spiritual decisions we make. Very careful. So, 
I'm now at the end of my message. Now you go on to perfection. Is perfection possible in a person's life? We will, Paul said he never achieved it. But to be able to write 13 books under the leading of the Holy Spirit, that was what he needed to do. What do you need to do today? What kind of decision do you need to make spiritually to make sure that the following... I've checked the word perfection. You know what it means? It says here, actual accomplishments with the end in view. The kind of decision I have made that brought me to this place. Should I adjust? Should I refocus? So that Christ might have his perfect way in me. So church, my wife said don't mention this, but I say too many times, it's time. <laughs> it is your time. Please stand. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, we truly humble ourselves under your mighty hand. Oh God, we pray that your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives. Lord, today we surrender the reign of our lives back to you. Father, we need your help. Lord Jesus, you said, without me you can do nothing. I pray that every single person in this place would now move on to perfection. In prayer, in their spiritual lives, in their workplaces, Lord, help us as we refocus our spiritual lives. The light at the end of the tunnel is either the Lord Jesus standing with open arms or the fires of hell burning that we are seeing. Lord Jesus calls us to move in the right direction, all of us, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen. God bless you. We love you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.